Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy. I am the founder of Last First Date and the Woman of Value Life and Love Mastery Programs. Last First Date Radio is the place to be for life and love mastery. And today I'm going to be speaking with love coach and my friend, Bex Burton. And we're going to be talking about why successful women struggle in love and how they can find the love they're seeking. Um, This is a show really for those high-achieving women who have success in everything but love, which is a very common thing. And in my 10 years as a certified life and dating coach, what I know for sure is that we are all capable of living a high-value life. And what I love most is helping women develop the core confidence to become a woman of value who shows up authentically, she stands for her values even when other people disagree with her, and she speaks up powerfully and gracefully so that her voice is heard and respected. And every week I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value, and this week's tip is step number nine, which is be proactive, not reactive. When we are proactive, we can plan for conversations. We can plan for how we want to be emotionally with other people. When we're reactive, we're just responding to other people in a very triggered way, and that is not your highest self. So if you want to really rise up to that next level, really take the time to preempt a conversation, to think about what you want to say or do so that you can be your highest self in all aspects of your life. And if you're not already a member of my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date, I invite you to please join us. We have over 2,000 women in this group, and it is very heavily monitored, so we don't let the conversations go off the rails. We keep it positive. We keep it supportive. We keep it forward moving so that we are all growing and growth-oriented. And um, and many, many women feel unsupported in their lives when it comes to love and dating. And uh, even things come up that don't even have to do with love and dating. They have to do with self-love, which is a big, important part of love and dating. Um, So everything goes. It's, It's a really warm, supportive group. So it's called Your Last First Date. Please join us. And now for my awesome guest today, her name is Bex Burton, and she's a certified dream builder and love coach. She supports smart, successful single women in becoming radiant and magnetic to love so they can attract lasting, loving soulmate relationships with amazing men. Well, how did Bex get to be this amazing person? <laughs> She failed at love, as we all did, right, for over a decade, and then she set out to get to the bottom of what wasn't working, and she discovered her own personal majesty. She accidentally wrote her own true love story, and she brought it to life through hula hoop performance art, and she attracted an extraordinary man who's now her husband. Today, Bex supports thousands of driven women in dreaming up and manifesting their own unique love stories through her in-depth, transformational Your Majesty coaching programs, live and online workshops, performances, and events. And 
Join me now for episode number 298, How High-Performing Women Attract Real Lasting Love with Bex Burton. Welcome, Bex. Hey, Sandy. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I love your, your tip number nine today, being proactive. That fits so well into this conversation. Oh, good. <laughs> well, yeah, I know we always great. have juicy conversations, and you and I have connected in so many ways. I, I was on your summit, and you were in my as a guest in my inner circle. And I, have you been on the on this show before? I don't recall. Yeah, I I believe you did. I did I a, you a, a guest appearance uh, probably around this time last year. <laughs> Okay, yes, I do. I, you know, we spoke so many times, and it's like, where was it? But, yeah, no, I do right. remember having a, a conversation. We talked about the hula hooping and, and how you did all that amazing stuff to manifest your awesome husband. Um, and now you're focusing on these high-driven, successful women who have all these problems when it comes to love. So can you tell us what are some of the biggest struggles that you see? Sure. Well, I mean, the way that you framed it was so perfect. You know, women who have been able to attract and achieve their their highest visions in life, in their career, in their other relationships, in their finances, in their their work life balance, um, but they have not yet cracked the codes, as it were. Um, in attracting lasting, loving, like deeply connected soulmate quality relationships, loving romantic relationships. Um, and these, these struggles, I see that, you know, the source of them really are so many things. But, I mean, German women, like, we, and I'm going to put myself in this category, that and we really know how to get things done, Um you know, we'll set our mind to a goal, and and then we go after it. And and there's almost some there's almost something that occurs where where nothing can stop us. And this is a really powerful way of being, and creates a lot of success in our life in all these other areas, but isn't necessarily the most effective way of going about attracting romantic partnerships. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons behind this that I'll go into in just a moment. But, you know, what the biggest struggles that I see are with these driven women who, who know how to get things done, they set a goal, they go after it. What the tendency is, is when they hit a roadblock or when they're up against a challenge, we tend to dig our heels in a little bit deeper and try harder and do more when when our results are not living up to our expectations. And like I said before, you know, this is, you know, uh, can be a powerful strategy in all these other areas of our life, but when we approach our romantic relationships and attracting love with this strategy, it tends to um it tends to breed kind of the opposite of what we're hoping to attract and therefore breeds more dissatisfaction and frustration and kicks us off into a cycle where we opt out for a while, we drop out, or we try to convince ourselves that, geez, maybe this isn't for me or maybe I don't want this, maybe this isn't meant to be 
um, until we can no longer deny our, our true heart's desire, and then we get back on that cycle of, okay, I'm back in, let me try more, let me try harder. And, um, you know, and this is, this is the cycle that I see really driven successful women in. Hmm. Yeah, I see this a lot too. And, and we just had this conversation recently um, about the women's lib movement and how it's created these very driven work-oriented women who now have so many equal rights or mostly equal rights mm-hmm. to men. But the relationship piece hasn't caught up yet. We sort of are still very confused. And, and I find that with men, the opposite has happened. And, and tell me if you've seen the same thing, where men have become very confused about how to be with women because these women are like, I can do it all. I don't really need a stinker man. And, and then men are like afraid, especially now with the Me Too mm-hmm. movement. They're afraid to... Mm-hmm you know, assert themselves, they might be off-putting, what if they offer to pay, and the woman says, hey, I can pay. So there's there's a mm-hmm. lot of mixed messages out there. So what do you have to say about the men in this mix, too? Uh, God bless them. Oh, my God, these poor <laughs> men trying to keep up. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and you know, I, I think that conscious men are really paying attention and and I'm going to bring it back to the women and, and because I really believe that it is our responsibility to, A, know what we want. You know, I think that that's like a big disconnect that's, that's going on right now. It, well, I mean, in, in the empowered women and, and also this Me Too movement, which is phenomenal. I freaking love it. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, we can in a heartbeat go from, I don't, I don't need a man, but then where's the desire? Where is the, where, what is it that we truly want? Yeah, I mean, we don't need men, and men know that. You know? Conscious men know that. But, but what we women need to figure out is where do they fit in to our desire? What is it, what is it that we truly want? You know, because I hear a lot that, you know, especially from my really driven women, that, yeah, men are not showing men up. Men are not asserting themselves. They're not showing up powerfully. And I think that there, there is a disconnect when we women are showing up as lone wolves and I can do it myself and I don't need a damn man. And, well, I mean, that's an exaggeration. But, but versus, um, you know, desiring a masculine man to show up. And, you know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with my husband the other day about, about what it means to be a masculine man, what it means, because there's so many different approaches to masculinity. Um, you know, and I was kind of driving the conversation to, okay, well, the women in my community are often speaking about attracting an alpha man, you know, and so then that, that kind of spurred this conversation of what, what is an alpha man? You know, and I think that there's, there's a wounded alpha man, which is, you know, the thing that we have uh, just kind of been presented with, with a lot of um, the, the toxic masculinity that's out there, the, you know, the egoic, um, unfallible, uh, unvulnerable, impenetrable masculinity where, you know, men can do no harm, men can do no wrong, um, certainly displayed by, by specific men in power currently. Um, oh. But when we talk about... <laughs> we won't yeah, go there. <laughs> uh, we won't go there. 
but just as an example of, of what toxic masculinity looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, versus what I believe to be a skillful alpha male, which is quite different. You know, it's, it's the, 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 skillful, the skillful masculine, and, and that is consciousness. That is uh, decisiveness. That is clear on his personal vision. That is clear on what it means to be a man in the biological sense of and desiring to, mm, desiring to take care of and, and stand up for, for women, stand up for the people in his life, not just the women, but taking a stand for other men in, in his life. Um, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but <laughs> coming back to we as women, you know, what, what we're desiring. And so if we as women are desiring a skillful alpha man, a man who's truly powerful in his masculinity, then we as women need to ensure that we're making room for that in our life. And when we're showing up as the I can do it myself, I don't need a man to pay my way, I, you know, and, and, and that's really more of an attitude than, okay, we can, you know, we can show up on a first date and, and, and show the gesture of generosity and, like, being willing to pay our, our share, but also being willing to receive and being willing to be in a, a feminine role, in a feminine energetic role in that partnership, you know, and that's not to be confused with being weak or giving over our power or being submissive or being quote unquote traditional, but it is, it's really paying attention to the desire of, of wanting a masculine man in our life. And if we, like I said, you know, if we desire a man who is assertive and takes the lead and has vision and has drive, then we as women it's not that we can't have those things, we can't be those things, but we need to make room for a man to show up as a man in our life. So we, we as women then get to be in our feminine. You know, and the, and the thing is that we as women are, are taught from like day one to be in this masculine energy because, you know, this is, this is the patriarchy that we live in. We're taught to do, 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 and then do more from a very early age, right? We're celebrated, mm-hmm. we're honored for our doing from the get-go, for our grades, for the activities that we participate in. And then as we grow, as we mature, we're celebrated and honored for the status that we hold, for the income that we create, for the belongings that we accrue. And all, all of this is a reflection of our doing and, and acquisition, which is, again, very masculine. But acquisition is really different than attraction. And so... Again, coming back to this idea of desiring masculine, a masculine man in our life, we get to differentiate that, that acquisition energy from attraction energy. Hmm. So can you give some examples of how to create that space and how to be in your feminine without giving up the other parts of ourselves? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I mean, I really feel like we show up this way in life, in that, in that 
driven masculine energy, not only as a product of our conditioning, but also as as a a covering up, a mask of our own feelings of inadequacy and not enoughness. Um, you know, if we if we look back, and and I know the work that you and I both do touches on early childhood programming, and so many of the women who grow and develop as high performers and producers are coming from a, a background of not enoughness, where you know, maybe mom and dad didn't have their own strong foundation of enoughness, their strong foundation of wholeness. And so, therefore, the, the, the child, the young girl, is therefore, like, being asked to fulfill the needs of the parents. And when the, the needs of the parents are, are, are not fulfilled, then, then there's this never-ending conversation, this never-ending dialogue of, like, what more can I do as a child? What more can I do to make my, my parents happy? And, and then the child's needs are never really addressed. And, you know, we grow, as the, you know, we grow up into these high-performing, driven women, super successful, you know, collecting accomplishments at first to continue to fill that void or, or seek the approval, the validation of someone else, whether that be our parents or our boss or our coach or whomever it is other than ourselves. And so I feel like, God, I feel like when, you know, when we approach our romantic relationships with this, you know, that's where we get into this, this cycle of, of doing more, trying harder, um, being on all the online dating sites, going out on as many dates as I possibly can in the matter of five days or, or whatever the strategy is, strategy, strategy, strategy. Um, you know, so it's, it, I really feel like this is a, relation, a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those sneaky ways of, of, of being successful, or it's, it's one of those sneaky ways, I guess, that, that successful women don't see in themselves because it's, it's always produced results for, for us in other areas of our life. Um, okay, so you're asking about how do, we, how do we heal this? How do we... Get out of the doing um, and, and more yeah. into what, so thanks what for, I yeah, see you, as being. So, right. Yeah. This is a good <laughs> explanation of how we got there. And, yes, I yeah. agree with you that so often it stems from our childhood and what love felt like was about being yeah. accepted for our achievements. And, um, in, you know, sort of in many ways that we've, we've, we've gained approval from outside sources for what we have achieved. And I find that with my clients a lot of the work I do is in helping them speak up and find their mm-hmm. voice because we have so such a problem with identifying emotions with mm-hmm. speaking from a place of emotion and that is probably right. a good segue to some of the ways we can show up in our feminine um, so share yeah. with us like you know so we want a different result and I found that one of the things I was doing was exactly this, and I had to learn how to lean back and not lean in so much. Yeah. And yeah. so lean in is a very work-oriented term that became popular through Sheryl Sandberg. And I think that when we lean back, we create that space. But tell us, what does that look like to you? Yeah. 
Yeah, and even even Cheryl Sandberg, I, I believe her follow up book was uh, kind of a counter a counter uh, conversation to leaning in after after the experiences that she had around uh-huh. around that energy. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if we're thinking about leaning in as doing more and digging our heels in and trying harder, the the more the the, the leaning back then would be about loosening the white knuckle grip about being about what are our ways of being that are attractive and you know starting with our ways of being with ourselves um you know being true and authentic to ourselves so paying attention to our heart's desires our authentic heart's desires i love what you're talking about about speaking our truth speaking up for ourselves and mm. really like standing in this this feminine power that, you know, what we have to say, what what we believe, what we desire has weight, has um, has validity to it, in and of itself, not having to impress or or improve, uh, you know, get uh, receive any kind of validation or approval from anyone. Um, but there's there's also this piece of being gentle and loving to ourselves, you know, approaching our love attraction process with curiosity and compassion and and fun and playfulness um these are all very feminine ways of being that you know aren't readily aren't our ready go-tos um let me think a second to gather my thoughts here but um I wanna I wanted to jump back to this idea of loosening the white knuckle grip. Um, okay. because I I think that like a lot of times in in this doing in this masculine like a, approach of our, our um love attraction process, we've got this idea of how it should be or what it's supposed to look like, how it's supposed to unfold expectation. And to counter that expectation, I the work that I do with women is is really connecting them with the the power that's beyond ourselves. So the connection with source energy, God, the universe, whatever you like to call it, or even our own connection with our our highest self, our intuition, um, who we're becoming, the woman that already has the relationship. I like having my clients connect with her. Um, that iteration of ourself, and really leaning into that aspect, leaning into trust and faith that what we desire is unfolding, what we desire is is already written every time we conjure that vision, every time we connect with that energy. Um, you know, so now, of course, I'm I'm speaking into, like, uh, elements of law of attraction, but there's more to the the universal laws than just the law of attraction. There's also the laws of supply, which speaks about abundance and endless supply. And when we lean into the belief that there's more than enough, more than enough extraordinary men, more than enough high-performing, uh, masculine-driven men out there so that we can come from a place of choice. You know, we can be um, flooded with 
opportunities and, and have that power of choice. Um, leaning into the, the law of receiving, which is a big one for driven, high-performing women, successful women who are so very used to producing. You know, when we're talking about leaning back, activating this law of receiving is quite powerful. You know, and, and we, can, we can do these things in, in daily practice when it comes down to, you know, all the opportunities that we have to receive that are presented to us throughout any given day. Mm-hmm. Um, like receiving compliments, um, driving, driving down the highway, merging on the highway and somebody lets you in. Oh, my God, what a beautiful opportunity to receive, give thanks, and, like, take moment, take pause. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and these are practices that we either take for granted or we uh, dismiss as, oh, well, how, how is that going to possibly affect my love attraction? How is that possibly going to get me a man? <laughs> but even mm-hmm. that thought is in the doing and the, the producing or the results orientation versus the being and the process, the journey of attraction. Yeah. Yeah, that receiving, boy, we're certainly not trained to receive. And that compliment thing, I mean, that sounds really simple, but it's not for most people. We were just visiting my mom, and my son said, oh, I really like your sweater. And she goes, oh, it's old. Yeah. I did that yesterday at the dentist's office. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. Well, so here's why it's crazy. I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons why, but first of all, it's, you're taking away from the pleasure of the giver. And that's Mm -hmm. something that was a shock to me. It was like, but I'm being modest and we're supposed to be modest because that's what we were taught. And it's, you know, you just have to say, oh, I got it on sale, this old thing. And when we learn to receive, you're actually giving a gift to the complimenter and that Mm -hmm. makes them feel good too. So it's like we're, we're doing a double whammy when we're saying, oh, this old thing. And, I think if we practice these things on a daily basis, so I love that you bring it to a daily practice, it's not about just being on a date and saying thank you for a lovely date. It's it's really showing up as a as a receiver because women were really built to receive. Um, I like to really think about the penis and vagina and how our bodies are built to receive, and yet we forget. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what you said about it, like when we when we bypass a compliment or dismiss a compliment like that, like the, the dentist's office, they're, they're telling me every time I go in there, they're telling me how cute I look, and I'm like in my pajamas, and I'm like, <laughs> yesterday literally said, well, gosh, thanks. I mean, I'm covered in cat hair, but you know, and, like, <laughs> and it, it, the moment I said that, I I felt it. I felt like mm. this. Oh, like I just put up a wall. Like it, I'm I'm creating disconnect versus connection. And, and yeah. what I loved about what you said about stealing the pleasure of the, of the giver, I mean, when we, when we zoom the lens out and apply that to a dating situation or a relationship situation, and, and I will even amplify it and say that we're robbing the, the giver the gift of, of sharing their pleasure, sharing their, their joy of being in the company of us or whatever it is that they're complimenting us on. I mean, men, uh-huh. men desire to you know, be in that, that place of, of giving pleasure, of, of 
you know, surprisingly delighting to have taken care of. And, you know, and when we're putting up that wall, whether it's by denying a compliment or not being able to receive in any other way from men, that's another way that we are, uh, you know, communicating, I don't need you in my life. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want, I, not only do I not need you, but I don't want you. And I think the right. more we pay attention to those, those um, quiet, quiet ways that we're communicating that, um, the, more, the more effectively we can shift it. And, yeah, absolutely bringing it back to a daily practice of receiving, of recognizing, you know, even like, geez, you go into, uh, I mean, like at my dentist, they, they offer me a glass of water when I walk in. And even though I didn't receive the compliment, I, I definitely received the water. <laughs> you know, I say, and I pause, and I and I, I I take a moment to really like allow that gift in. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think we we can find little opportunities for stepping into receiving and playfulness and fun. I mean, people forget fun it's like off the list unless they plan for a big vacation and it's like if you're not laughing every day and even laughing Mm -hmm. in a relationship I mean I just recently went on a date with somebody we had an amazing discussion but there was no Mm -hmm. laughter and it was all intellectual and it really just felt bleh at the end like exciting in Mm. the moment but bleh at the end and it's it's that balance that we're looking for and we need to show up in our best as our best selves in order to bring out qualities in men too i think you know one of one of the conversations and then i'll bring it back to you because i know you have a gift for us um but a client was saying that she went on a date and she goes you know one of the yellow flags was that he just talked for 30 minutes about himself and i was like okay how can you do better next time? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, yeah. you tolerated a conversation for 30 minutes thinking that was the right thing to do, but it's actually unfair mm-hmm. to you and him. So being in your feminine means that you can be playful in interrupting him, that you can ask him if he wants to know something about you. Um, you know, he interrupted her when she started talking. I said, you could have been playful about that, you know, instead of just getting mm-hmm. shut down. So it's really yeah. finding those ways to, to inject that into our dating life and into our relationships. It's a juicy conversation. We could go on for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and I just want to touch on that just briefly about, mm-hmm. you know, what you brought up around the element of fun and laughter. I mean, that was, that's another, like, grand doorway for we as women to step into our feminine energy you know, a lot of the women that that I, I, I attract, so a lot of the women that I work with are are very cerebral, very intelligent, but also operating from the neck up. And mm-hmm. we, as women, like have this have this power when we can get out of our head and into our heart, get into our body, and and really evoke like a flow state or you know just this this joy, this playfulness, this skillful inner child. I mean that that is like a gold mine of feminine energy, and you know I'll I'll <laughs> I'll just leave you with that nugget, but um, or the audience <laughs> leave the audience with that nugget, but um, you know I, I that's one of the the things that I I'm honing my work into because that's that's truly what um, I believe 
created the energy that attracted my husband into my life was just this this playful, joyful passion of mine that was dance and creating more joy in the world through that dance. And when I showed up just full of that joy and that that playfulness, I mean, he, that was the thing that he saw that really attracted him, you know, to to be the the, the driving uh, leader in in the attractive. Uh, or sorry, the the taking lead in, in creating this relationship. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I'm I'm I, happy to to speak more deeply on that in another conversation. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I, a, it's a golden whole conversation. Well, this topic of joy and pleasure, which is so not talked about enough, um, I love mm-hmm. that we're going there, and I love that you you know that you totally let loose and we're in the flow state. We we are so moved by people. We watch American Idol and we see a touching story, and we see somebody who's totally in just embracing who they are and letting go. It moves us. And just imagine if we bring yeah. more of that into our lives and what we can manifest from that place. So mm-hmm. I love it. I love totally. all of this. And yeah, no, I, I'm not surprised that your husband was like, oh my God, I gotta I gotta get into that one. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get that one. I'll lock it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Bex, thank you so much for another juicy conversation. That's just so rich, and I love that you're really focusing on this because this is. I can feel your passion here, and you're so good at finding those deeper places and helping people really unblock. So thank you. And and tell thank us you. about your, your free gift that you have for our audience. Mm, well, thank you again so much for having me, Sandy. I love what you're up to. I love that you have this radio show available to women and men and people who are looking to attract lasting love because I, I deeply believe that it's in, if it's in our heart, it is absolutely available to each and every one of us. So thank you for mm. the work that you do in this world. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, and the I, I do have a gift for listeners who are looking for more daily practices, more more practices to shift and open up to love. Um, it's a video series. It's a, a quick video series that's located on the homepage of my website, which is BexBurtonCoaching.com, and I know that you'll link that up in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a uh, I believe it's three videos, and it's six mindful practices. And I'm walking uh, viewers through specific practices that they can adopt in their life to uh, evoke more feminine energy, evoke more connection with the divine spirit, intuition, evoke more play and joy in our life so that we're really activating our, what I like to call the heart magnet, um, our feminine energy, and become truly radiant and magnetic to love. Mm, sounds fabulous. So <laughs> please take Bex up on this generous offer to learn these, these mindfulness practices. Um, this is such a beautiful thing. So thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for the work you do and for helping so many women to step into their feminine and stop that white knuckling. <laughs> yeah, loosen up the grip. <laughs> yep. Hold the vision with an open hand. (laughs) Yeah, and show men that you're open to love instead of guarded and all 
bunched up. And <laughs> Anyway, thank you again, and thanks, everybody, for listening today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.